I'm Susan West, and this is the People and Profit Podcast. Yes, I said and. As business leaders, we should never have to choose between our people and our bottom line. I believe that you can lead with love while creating wealth. This is your opportunity to learn and grow with me. Thank you for joining me again. I'm really excited about this episode, and you're going to hear it right here first. This is the episode that one day will become a book. A Guide to Mothers on How to Raise Your Sons to Be Good Husbands. Because ladies, gentlemen, while I don't want the men bowing out and thinking they have no responsibility in this, I want to say, women, who better to teach our sons how to be good husbands than us? We hear all the time that men don't know what we want, don't know what we're thinking. We, we, we are um, creatures of great complexity. And who better to teach my three boys about how to deal with that complexity than, than me. And I will say this, I spent some moments angry with my mother-in-law. No disrespect to her at all. I loved her and, and will always have fond memories of, of her life and, and her life and how it impacted mine. But I remember one particular day being in the garage, cleaning the garage, and my boys were out there and I remember being mad at her because I felt in my mind, in my heart, that this should not be my job. So I was angry with her. And in that moment, I thought she should have taught her son to clean the garage instead of allowing his wife to. And again, no disrespect to my ex-husband, but this is, this is my story, right? This is my opportunity to share how we as women can impact our young men to be amazing husbands. So I said to my boys, always... Always honor and respect your dad. But right now, what you see happening, he should either be out here with me, he should be here instead of me, we should be trading off, you do the garage, Susan, while I do this, Susan, but this should not be me sad, and here's that word again I've used throughout several of these episodes, brokenness in the situation I was in, and it was my opportunity to teach my boys, what their behavior ought to look like, but also to teach them that part of their job, commanded from God, is to honor their father. So I had to really sort through how I felt or didn't feel. And I remember my mother-in-law telling me a story of the time that she came home and her husband was sitting on the front porch and the lawn was up pretty high to the knees and she went out and mowed the lawn while he sat on the porch. And I also, therefore had to have empathy because this is how she grew up and what she learned and what she lived. Because oftentimes as women, right, we just, if if the job needs to be done, we do it ourselves. And again, I am not here to speak disparagingly about anyone, but just to speak my truth, right? One of my episodes will be entitled Truth or Dare. Do you dare to tell the truth and hear the truth? And I recognize as I speak today that my truth will not be everyone's truth. But I also recognize that there is value for us to speak and share and allow others to, to learn from us. And, and that has always been my goal. And I remember about 14, 15 years ago, sitting at Montverde Academy, Coach Sutton, and I was uh, watching my boys play while I was typing the beginning of this book, A Guide to Mothers on How to Raise Your Sons to Be Good Husbands. And I knew in that moment, if not me, then who? If not me as a woman to teach my boys what I need and how they should respond to a woman's need, then who? And we did simple things like it's silly. One day, 
standing in the kitchen with Paul and we were washing dishes and our hands, I was washing, he was drying and a song came on the radio and I said, son, and he was a teenager, a young teenager. When you're older and you're in the kitchen with your girlfriend or your fiance or your wife, a moment just like this, stop what you're doing. I shut the water off. I dried my hands and I said, and take her in your arms and dance with her. And he's like, mom, like the box step. So anyway, we, neither one of us were great dancers. But the point was, I wanted him to know this is a moment where the music keeps playing and everything stops and you think about. I equally remember one time, and I want to tell, I told somebody this yesterday, and in the moment I thought, wow, I've had so many days on this earth, I'm able to provide some really brilliant advice that I didn't always know myself. So ladies, I'm going to tell you this as well. Don't parent out of emotion. Don't make it about you and your feelings being hurt. And by the way, that can go into management and leadership as well. So I remember one time, again, happened to be Paul. Sorry, Paul, you're going to get a lot of honorable mentions here today. It happened to be Paul, and he was rude and mean and just ran up to his room. And I didn't chase him, ladies, because we've all been there. We chased after our kids, right, to make our point, to let our feelings be known. I let him go. And when he came down later, I looked at him very emotionally calm and said, Paul, I wanted to share how you made me feel when you said and did what you said. And I said, and I know this about you, like you love me and your sister more than any woman in the whole world. And I know you wouldn't have wanted to make me feel that way. So I just want you to know how what you said made me feel because I know that's not your heart. And I remember and I pray as I say this out loud and I know Paul will listen to this and I know Daniel will and so will Tyler. I hope Paul remembers that moment. He was standing on the stairs. I was standing in the kitchen and that he will learn and remember that it's not what you say. It's not whether you're right or wrong. How do you want the person that in that moment you love pretty much the most. And again, we're talking about marriage, right? So hopefully the most, how do you want them to feel? I also have to shout out to Coach Mayberry, who had some really great conversations with my boys. And they came home and shared those conversations about what they want and how they want to make the woman that they marry one day who will be the most significant woman in their lives, how they want to make her feel. So I'll also suggest... Women, as we're raising our sons to be good husbands, you have to pay attention to who's talking to them and who's teaching them and have open conversations. So while I'm really conservative, we had some great conversations, yes, about sex. Yes, about the difference between boys and girls. And we had those at the dinner table. And I remember one time very specifically, again, so sorry to my ex-husband, but he abandoned the table and was like, I do not want to be part of this conversation. The boys lingered and Jesse was there and, and her boyfriend was there as well, lingered after dinner for the longest they've ever lingered because it was an appropriate conversation, but it was timely and it was open. And again, even with all my conservatism, conservatism, it was a great conversation. So the willingness to listen, pay attention to who's in their life, what they're talking about and where they're at right now in the moment, I think is just a great guide. I remember driving to Sarasota to see my mom with Tyler. Tyler was driving. I said to Tyler, in the moment, 
Tyler, when you're driving with your girlfriend or your wife one day in the car right now in a moment like this, just reach out and touch your hand. Don't expect anything. Don't ask for anything. Just reach out and touch your hand because, Tyler, that's what a woman needs. And again, women, to be fair, maybe not all women need that. That's what I needed. And that's what I was able to teach my boys. And I think, by the way, my boys all love deeply. And they are good young men with flaws like we all have, but their willingness to listen and and hear. I, again, had rules different than other families, but um, I won't share all those rules today because it probably isn't appropriate. But we had rules in our home. We had standards in our home. And I think it was really important for my boys to, again, we were able to have conversation, but they had rules and standards that they needed to live by. I also told Tyler when he took a young girl to the movies one day, listen, Ty, I'm going to tell you something really valuable. You pick her up at her door and you return her to her door. And while I would like you to make really good decisions while you're out with her, you want her dad to say yes to wherever you want to take her. You greet her at her door. You shake his hand. You make conversation and you return her to her door. And I guarantee you her parents will say, oh, it's Tyler. Yes, you can break your curve for you. Oh, it's Tyler. Yes, yes, yes. And again, at the same time, I did my very best to teach my boys things like that someone's daughter and that someone's sister. So we had those conversations. Again, I'm a little conservative about strip clubs, about sexual activity, that someone's sister and that someone's daughter. And if you make too many decisions with somebody that's not the right one, what happens when you find the right one if that bothers her? So be choosy is what I taught my boys. And then it's a journey. I want everybody to know this is a journey. So now Tyler's married 10 years, right? He has Sarah and he has Benson and he has Olivia. And I remember, no offense, Tyler or Sarah, one conversation Tyler jokingly called Sarah stupid. Couple times jokingly. And I pulled him aside next day, next time we saw each other and said, Ty, no. He's like, mom, I'm joking. And I said, and Sarah, I love you very much. I said, at some level, you're not joking and she is your wife. You should never call her stupid. She should never be the brunt of a joke that has the word stupid in it. And I said to myself afterwards, if I don't teach Tyler that, who will? And I really have this innate belief. And again, this conversation started when my boys were little, when I felt the need to repair some of the damage that I felt was created in my life from what I wasn't getting in my marriage. Who better to teach it? Like I had a choice then, right? I could have been angry. I could have been ugly. I could have taught my boys to be angry and be ugly, but I decided to teach them who they were supposed to be. So the journey's different now, right? Just the other day, Tyler and Sarah and I, Sarah and I are taking tennis lessons, watch out world, because we are getting really good. And Tyler wanted to join us. And it's 7.45 on a Monday, 4th of July holiday. And I have my 30-year-old son and my 30-year-old daughter-in-law at the tennis courts taking lessons with me. And Tyler and Sarah are volleying back and forth. And the tennis pro says... Smart man, Tyler, for not putting a spin on that. You have to go home with her. And in that moment, I thought, this is marriage. This is 
the recipe for a great marriage. And by the way, thank you, Tammy, for watching the kids. So I got to have that experience with Tyler and Sarah. But this is what marriage is about, is finding a common interest, making sure that if you're the man and you're stronger in this instance, and you're better at this sport in this instance, you serve it to your wife in a way that she can receive it and give back. Like, isn't that marriage? Isn't that a guide to being an amazing husband? And honestly, everybody, these traditional roles, they don't need to look the same in every home. Figure out what works for you all. Who's supposed to be do the dishes? Who's not, right? And I also think, I think about Jim and Jesse who are married and I watch their love and I watch what they have for each other. And Jim obviously was not my son. She is my daughter, but I see how he treats her. And I say thank you to Jim's mom for making him love her the way he does, but also not putting up with any of her stuff, right? So there's a way to respectfully tell the truth. We have a rule in our family. Everyone's adults now that we tell each other the truth in love in a way that will draw us nearer. So many times in society, we think the answer is to say nothing at all or just to pour in and say it all exactly on our terms. Marriage, raising your sons to be amazing husbands is teaching them how to always speak the truth, but to speak it in a way that their wife, their girlfriend, their fiance will hear them and it can promote change for both of them. And that whole world listening, listening is really an important thing to teach our young man, men as well. But I needed to be a better listener in order to teach my boys how to be wonderful listeners themselves. It's really important for everybody to understand also that I'm a working mom and somebody asked me who works for me recently, how did I manage that? How did I get over the mom guilt? And honestly, I think I taught all four of my kids the real world. And the real world is we work, right? We work to eat, we work to clothe, we work to have a home. And one of the greatest things that I believe I've been with my boys, specifically since we're talking about how to raise men to be good husbands, right? To raise boys, is I always spoke so openly in front of them. And I always gave them the opportunity to see me at work and participate in that. And not everyone can do that, but I do suggest if you can't take your son, right, to work, do share with your child the good things about work. And by the way, it impacts them significantly. If you don't like your job and you're thinking in this moment, how can I share the good things because there aren't any? There are benefits that your job provide. And there is a lesson in getting up every day and working to provide. So share that with your son, your job, your responsibility, and how that translates to them, right? Share with them how you feel when you're not in the moment of the feeling, when the boys, Daniel and Paul, were still adults living at home and they weren't participating and contributing the way I thought that they could be, I shared, this is a problem. You're not my spouse. You're not my partner. You're no longer my child, but you're a man. 
and the habits that you create here in this home are habits that you are creating for later when you move out and when you have a significant other. So I shared with them unemotionally. Well, there might have been a couple times it was emotional, okay? So not perfect here. But the most profound opportunities to teach them who to be and how to be for their future was when I shared with them emphatically but unemotionally what I needed from them and how them not contributing made me feel. And back to the conversation that I've had with my boys their whole lives is, How I feel is someday how you will make your significant other feel and won't she be your choice for a lifetime? Really important. But when we talk about work, and Daniel now runs a very successful mobile boat detailing company, and I heard somebody ask him the other day, how did you learn to run a business? And he said, pretty much a quote, I spent my entire life in the backseat of my mom's car listening to her run a business. Ladies, there's an opportunity to not allow your work to take from your family, but to pour into your family. If you communicate it correctly, you are teaching them how to discover within themselves who they are going to be to provide for their family one day. There's no conversations off limits in my home. There is an appropriateness. All right, the boys aren't even appropriate sometimes. Let's just be real clear. There's no conversations off limits. I know this. Again, I walked into um, a restaurant where Daniel was the other day, and he said, Mom, you look amazing. There's something radiant about you. I walked into... Paul's place of business the other day. Mom, that's a boss suit. You should wear that more often. All right, Tyler, there was no compliment at the tennis court, but honestly, I think you were intimidated by my my great skills. Tyler compliments me with a nice arm around my shoulder, and he lets me know he loves me regularly. And with that, I'm going to close this episode with this. Tyler was in high school. He was 17, 18, senior year, baseball. And one of the moms, she had said something about Tyler. I taught my boys back up. I have to share this from a very young age that real men always, their entire life, kiss and hug their mom in public, always. And my son Tyler was, is a Marine, and he still will kiss and hug me in public. From the time they were little, I made sure they understood this would be always, and this is how a real man is defined or part of, right? Part of the definition is your willingness to kiss and hug your mom in public says more about your manliness than so many other things. And I needed them to know that. So fast forward 18, 17, 18, senior in high school, on the baseball field, a mom sees Tyler kiss, and and appropriately, again, appropriately, he's a Marine for goodness sakes, he's not a mama's boy. But there's not a problem with a little bit of mama's boy to be in all boys. I want you to hear that too, because I believe that's part of what makes them a great husband and a great man. But the mom says, my son never kisses and hugs me in public. And Tyler, literally, baseball team's out there. Everybody's getting in their car. And the young man walks up and he says, let me show you how you treat your mom in public. And he calls the mom over. He puts one arm on her back, one arm on the other back, and gives her a big hug. This is a mom's hug. This is how we treat your mom in public. 
And it was nice. It wasn't demeaning. And she saw Tyler months later and said, thank you so much because my son now will kiss and hug me in public. You can't convince me that wasn't a moment for them, for their lives. And it's because Tyler was raised to know that's how you treat your mom. And there is zero perfection in our lives. And we are learning over and over again. And equally as much as I have taught my children, they have taught me. Again, back up, Paul was living at home still. He, they had hurt my feelings and I was going to do what us women do, right? Get upset and then just abandon the conversation. And Paul looked at me and said, mom, is this really what works? I'm here. I'm going nowhere until we solve this. Let's talk it through. That's a man that's ready to be a husband when the time is right. So it's these things that make a difference. It's raising your boys in a way that they will stop firmly, stop you in your tracks, and make you better because they're in your life. So no greater reward than being a mom, Jesse, you too, but a mom of three men that will be flawed, will have to stop and apologize and regroup, that will do life with mistakes, but I believe that each one of them, and Tyler is, is there making improvement every day, will be amazing husbands. And I believe part of that has to do with a legacy that I chose to pour into instead of any other decision. So again, here we are, end of another episode. I trust that there'll be a takeaway for you, a lesson, a memory, a moment, Let me know what some of those are, or if not me, let somebody know what some of those are. And by the way, if you don't have sons, if you don't have daughters, pour in to whomever you can because these lessons can go beyond and extend beyond your own family. And while I thought I was done, all those years in basketball, I remember one of the young men, because we use I love you regularly and not, not without great feeling and great emotion. So one of the young men, one of the basketball players, like, we don't ever say I love you in our house unless something tragic has happened. And we taught him to say I love you. And Ty, I'll shout this one out for you. When Tyler was a Marine, he would write all of us. He was in boot camp. And we all got different letters. And we oftentimes, Tyler would sit on the floor and compare our letters because we felt like the letters showed the whole story. And Tyler, you wrote your sister, Jessie, and you essentially said, I'm in my bunk. And the lights are out and I'd get in trouble for writing this letter, but I'm so lonely. My body hurts. I ache. I don't know what's wrong with me. And Jessie wrote back and she said, Tyler, when you love big, you hurt big. So wouldn't trade, would not trade the love in our family for anything. So when you love big, you hurt big. And by the way, communicate that love with your children, with your extended families, and let's, um, create some more amazing husbands for our future generations. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the reframes people and profit with me, Susan West. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, please rate review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This is a Stockworth Studios production.